Hello and welcome to Star Trek Sundays. Today's episode is Transcendence, in which we'll discuss how we see the theme presented and contemplated through Star Trek in Remember Me and Journey's End, both from Star Trek The Next Generation. If you're new here, I'm Victoria and with me is my co-host T. Star Trek Sundays is a podcast through which we and our guest crew examine the philosophical themes presented in Star Trek every Sunday at 10 a.m. PST on Clubhouse. Our goal is not to come to conclusions on the themes we discuss, but to spark contemplation and conversation, which we hope continues after the live recording and into the lives of the listeners of the podcast. At the top of the room, we've pinned our Star Trek Sundays website, StarTrekSundays.com. There you'll find links to our published podcasts, links to our upcoming watch lists, and our Star Trek Sundays trading post. The Star Trek Sundays podcast is available one week after the live show on Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and from anywhere else you get your podcasts. Please consider subscribing to our channels. It helps us reach others who might enjoy the show. T, this is going to be super interesting to discuss with everybody, so I want to dig right in. I've got comments to say about the episodes a bit later. So can you tell us about what drew you to the topic of transcendence and how Star Trek examined this theme throughout the years? Definitely. And thank you, Victoria. What drew me to the topic is we seem to be at an inflection point in time where we are developing the capability to rapidly progress what has for our entire history been limitations for us and move into a new era of enlightenment. As we master technology, it provides us with new insights that shows us the path forward, which we could never really see before. The idea of overcoming a hard limitation or transcending the limitation is something philosophers have been striving for as the holy grail, the key to unlocking our deepest potential. Be it the limitation of our knowledge, our capacity to reason, the very genes that make us up, or simply our own feelings, transcendence is a tantalizing goal, nebulous enough to be hard to define, while still being ultimately compelling as a destination. Star Trek often flirted with overcoming seemingly hard barriers as a plot mechanic, a device which challenged people to rethink their entire worldview. The Traveler is one such example with his mastery of warp technology. An enigmatic fellow, quiet and kind, but with the ability to transcend space and time, he helps the crew of the Enterprise, and specifically Wesley, on a few occasions, ultimately helping Wesley to find his path to transcend the stars. So as a case study, I thought it'd be fun to do a deep dive into The Traveler, and talk a little bit about what makes him tick and how we can learn about our own transcendence. Thanks, T. Yeah, that's great. And that's really what I want to talk about is our own growth and how we transcend. And perhaps we can even learn from each other and from the shows, right? So let's get started with Remember Me. Can you provide us with a summary of Remember Me for those who didn't get a chance to view it this week? And then I'll pose a question to you. Yes. Remember Me, The Next Generation, Season 4, Episode 5, first aired on the 22nd of October, 1990. I remember it really well because it was an episode that I thought, even as a, as a young child watching it for the first time, touched me very deeply. 
In this episode, Dr. Beverly Crusher is caught in a static warp bubble that keeps causing the ship's crew to disappear. Meanwhile, Wesley realizes that his mother is stuck in the bubble, and the reason why the crew list is shrinking is the bubble is collapsing on her. Wesley makes a distress call to the Traveler, who appears to help Wesley discover a way forward. I chose this episode because it's a perfect demonstration of how the Traveler helps Wesley transcend his physical limitations and realize his true potential. Thanks, T. Yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. And while I know it's Wesley and the Traveler that we were looking at, I felt a lot of empathy for Beverly as she was realizing that the crew list was shrinking and no one else seemed to realize it or worry about it. Like I felt a panic for her, you know, and at one point she wondered if she was going insane and I was feeling that. I was like, I would be wondering if I wasn't well as as well and, uh, you know, what I would do if I was in her shoes. And with that, I, I really saw Beverly transcend her own limitations in this episode. Like when she was expecting that the portal back to her normal physical ship, when she saw that portal come out, she thought it was something to avoid and kept herself from being pulled into it. And yet the whole time it was her pathway back. And she had to figure that out and her path along this way while we were also watching Wesley and the Traveler was was really interesting. I thought this was a, a great episode and great to feature her as well. We see the Traveler arrive to guide Wesley in overcoming his limitations about the physical world. The Traveler's repeated advice is to let go. We hear that all the time, right? Everybody says, let go, let go. Let go of the expectations and the emotions that Wesley knows is holding him back. Maybe Wesley doesn't even know that at the time, but that the Traveler knows is holding Wesley back. So my question to you and to everybody else who's listening, you're going to have to answer this too, you guys. Have you ever been in a situation in which you realized you were holding yourself back and you needed to transcend your own limitations or the limitations put on you to achieve your goals? Yes, I remember a long time seeing what other people were doing with computers and especially with regards to money and feeling like I was on the outside. Like I was sort of like looking in through a dirty window at a game that was being played without me and I was being, you know, purposefully excluded. And then one day I got really angry at feeling left out and I got so angry I decided I just wasn't going to allow myself to be left out anymore. I was going to kick down the door, break the window, do whatever it took. And I started making changes in my life. I did things like go from three meals a day to two meals a day because, you know, I'm not like starving or anything. I've got you know, meat on my bones and I can do stuff like that. But what that allowed me to do is that allowed me to skip lunch and I would take the eight or 10 or $12 or whatever it was that I was spending on, you know, a, a a meal at McDonald's or whatever it happened to be. And I put that towards my portfolio. And what that did is that allowed me to start building up my portfolio and start participating in the money game. And the more changes I made in myself, the more I realized I was the person who was holding me back. It took a really long time, three years plus, to really change habits with regards to money. But Looking back, I can now see all the ways in which my old habits were the problem, and I needed to transcend my thinking in order to progress in my goals. 
Wow. Right. Yeah. Transcending our thinking. Okay. That's going to be interesting. Let's see if we can uh, bring a few people up here and see if they can tell us about their own journeys and if this relates to them at all. So Ryan, thanks for coming. I was really looking forward to uh, hearing what you had to say about this today. So Ryan, have you ever been in a situation where you realized you were holding yourself back and you needed to transcend your own limitations or the limitations that others put on you in order to achieve your goals? Hey, good morning. Yeah, very much so. So I, I grew up with ADD diagnosed at a young age, but still in, in the 1980s and 1990s, the solution back then was to just drug kids. And there were certain things that I never fully understood that I was doing that I caught on to later on in life. One of those things being tone modulation, where I was told repeatedly that my tone was extremely aggressive or, or unkind. But from my perspective, I was just, you know, speaking a truth. And um, it wasn't until I found a good psychiatrist and a, and a good medication that I realized my behavior because before I, I was just stopped, right? Like someone would react a certain way and I would be perplexed. I would be confused. And uh, once I got on the right medication, I, I started seeing how my behavior previously had been problematic. And, and once that blind spot was illuminated on, uh, I could do something about it. But, you know, the reality is that there's lots of people who are neurodivergent who are unable to look at themselves from inside the box and it's not until they're on the right medication or on the right therapy or the right set of circumstances where they can see themselves from the outside in and that, that was definitely something that changed my life right where i went from someone who felt that they had to be right and that being right was worth more than being liked to someone who could find a middle ground between being liked and understood and and being right. Wow, that speaks to me because I had a counselor once who would constantly put to me, well, Victoria, you sometimes have to decide, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? <laughs> you can't always be both. And I, I, of course, at that point, I was in counseling because I was like, I want to be happy about being right. <laughs> So that's great. But I also hear in that, that there were other people, of course, you were a child when this was happening, but that transcendence helps or is helped by others, that others can, can assist in our transcendence. And that's something that uh, maybe we can talk about a bit later, considering letting people help us, because I know as adults, sometimes it's hard to let people help us, but also learning how we help others. And I think that speaks to the way in which the traveler helps Wesley. And it's not by telling him what to do so much as showing him and being an example. So I really appreciate that. T, did you have anything to say about Ryan's share before we go on to Pratik? No, other than, you know, I, I just, I always love Ryan's shares. He always, he always just leaves me, you know, thinking. And I love that. So thank you, Ryan. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Pratik, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. You can um, let me know. Uh, welcome to Star Trek Sundays and welcome to the stage. I'd like to put the question to you. Have you ever been in a situation where you realized you were holding yourself back and you needed to transcend 
your own limitations or those limitations that are put on to you by others in order to achieve your goals? Yeah, uh, first of all, Victoria, you got my name perfectly right. Uh, And yes, uh, it's nice to be here. Coming uh, back to the question, it is about like how we were able to surpass our limitations or limitations enforced upon us and achieve our goals. So for me, it was not something very substantial, but more uh, about the kind of, uh, I would say, constraints that I was living uh, as I was uh, living with as, as I was growing up which was sort of enforced maybe uh, by my parents or uh, through society in terms of uh, being able to take my own decisions and backing myself uh, behind my own decisions. So I grew up in India and generally, uh, even though we are adults and uh, even though uh, like generally parents tend to have a lot of influence in your decision making of your day-to-day life, it was until my late 20s and almost about early 30s that I started to take my own take my own decision and back myself and not get influenced or stop being gullible. And, and that helped me, I, I would say, do a lot of damage control and course correction in various aspects of my life. Uh, so it is not some, something very substantial, but yes, that is what I have to share right now. Oh, thank you. So w- what change happened as you as you came into adulthood that made you be able to transcend those other expectations? Was it just maturing? I think I, I was able to, I became a better decision maker and I was able to back my own decisions in terms of um, like whether it is investments, whether it is career choices, uh, whether it is... Um, maybe relationships as well. So in various walks of life, uh, I, I felt that I was uh, I was influenced by people around me and I was, uh, even though I had some maybe sort of uh, unpopular choices, uh, like I, I took a career break in between when I was just about 25, uh, like I, I had quit my career to start something of my own. And I was kind of, uh, you know, like I was uh, influenced to, uh, get a job again so those kind of decisions you know like I thought that uh, uh, a lot of my decisions were not mine but were influenced by people around me and gradually uh, since uh, around that time I was able to start you know like back myself that whatever decisions I'm taking I have the complete ownership it is my decision to make it is my responsibility and that just helped me uh, you know maybe uh yeah have more ownership of my life i like that phrase ownership of your life <laughs> it just that it struck me i'm Go sorry ahead, I, I was just gonna say i really love what what you said about becoming a better decision maker and recognizing the in, the influence that people have in your life and then transcending those influences and realizing that you know there's a there's a journey there and sometimes that journey feels like it's it's laid out by other people but when you when you choose to deviate from that when you choose to start thinking for yourself and you choose to become a better decision maker you can see that maybe that's not the path that you ought to go down and you change the direction of your life and you end up in a better place and i just think that that's really really a great story and i really love the way that you put that pratik thank you yeah thanks for uh, having me. 
I think back to you, Victoria. Yeah, thanks, Pratik. Yeah, I do really like the um, the way you phrase some things, like the the ownership and and becoming a better decision maker, and and um, it's it's great having uh, your contribution here. So thank you, uh, Jamesy. Welcome to the stage. I'll put the question to you. I know that you know uh, Star Trek really well. Uh, I might have something to say about the episodes, but have you ever been in a situation where you realized you were holding yourself back and you needed to transcend your own limitations or the limitations others put on you in order to achieve your goals? Kind of. I, I think I think for me, the question reads a little bit differently than it does for most people. Like, I, obviously, it's kind of a parent's job to mold their offspring and I found that the mold that I was trying to be cast in kind of uh, like wasn't going to work for me. So this this journey of like just how anti-conformist do I want to be, or maybe I could find more fulfillment by intentionally investing myself in a set of projects like that that kind of thing has been. Um, it's taken some turns that that have surprised me but you know life definitely hasn't like turned out the way that I thought it was when I was a child and it's a weird thing to to think like had my life turned out differently I I would have kind of followed this path and I kind of don't like that person I kind of like who I am and I, I I think like on on some level like that's kind of the point whether or not that person would have liked me is kind of uh, a little bit of a defeater for that line of thinking. But, you know, something that, that stuck in my head here in this little dialogue was uh, being right or being happy. Like, I, I think I would rather be right. I, I think when it comes to, like, emotional self-regulation, it's more important for my emotional state to, like, comport with reality. Like, I... I want the things that I'm feeling to be the things that I ought be feeling rather than making the goal just kind of always existing above baseline. Because like, if you always exist above baseline, then that's your baseline. That's not what a baseline is. I feel like that could be a, a, a philosophical topic for a whole show, right? In, of it, in and of itself. Is it better to be right or to be happy? And I think that your answer was especially insightful. I'm going to have to think more about that. Yeah, same, same. You know, it, it strikes me. And the reason I was in counseling is because I was putting being right and this whole reality thing ahead of everything else. And it was causing me to be unhappy. But I think part of that was because the way in which I was communicating my rightness might not have been received as well as it could be as I became a better communicator, a better decision maker. So I think there can be a balance there. Uh, but I have learned over time to, uh, this is this is a totally different <laughs> topic as well, but I've, I've learned over time to let go of the stories that I tell myself, especially if I, I don't know all the information, because I find that some of those stories lead me to not feeling happy. And at the same time, I can't be sure I'm right because I don't have all the information. So that is interesting. I'm going to put a pin in that for sure. 
And uh, we, we have a couple of episodes already uh, sorted for the next couple of weeks, but definitely I'll put a pin in that. Is it better? And then we've got to discuss what is better. That in itself will have to be discussed. But thanks for that, Jamesy. I really appreciate it. Can I round this off just a little bit? Absolutely. So it kind of the idea here is that if your happiness is dependent on getting other people or the world to behave and be a certain way, you are setting yourself up for just never being happy. Like that can't be the, the prerequisite for your happiness. But if you can make peace with the world as it is, invest yourself intentionally into making the world the way you want it to be, and then allowing your own emotional regulation to be transcendent from the actual reality, then you can find yourself in a, in a very fulfilling transcendent place. Yeah, that is great. Wow, you're really, you're speaking to me right now because I have some situations going on that I'm going to save for next week because it's Mother's Day next week and I want to share a little bit about my relationship with my mom and this whole right or happy and how we can find that balance is is really important, uh, I think, in in some of these familial relationships. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put a pin in that uh, for Mother's Day, and then maybe that can lead into this writer happy in a couple of weeks. So thank you for that. This is Star Trek Sundays on Clubhouse. Our regular show is Sunday at 10 a.m. PST. To be notified of future shows, please join the house on Clubhouse and our mailing list at StarTrekSundays.com. Today we're discussing transcendence. Before we move on to Journey's End. T, can you tell us what we have coming up for next week's podcast and watch party? You bet we have Haven from The Next Generation. In this episode, we first meet Counselor Troy's mother, Waxana Troy, the star of this week's theme. Waxana has come to the Enterprise to finalize the arranged marriage of Counselor Troy to Wyatt Miller, a doctor who has come to the Enterprise with his parents for the wedding. While the companion story of the Trellians and the virus they carry is important to the wedding story, this episode, for better or for worse, sets up Star Trek fans for years of fun with Loxana. Followed by Dark Page from The Next Generation. As a bookend to our journey with Loxana, this is the last episode in The Next Generation in which she appears, and one in which we see the close bond between her and her daughter, Counselor Deanna Troy. Waxana returns to the Enterprise as a teacher of the Karen, a species that communicates through telepathy only, and is learning from Waxana how to speak so they can communicate with other species. But then Waxana falls ill, and it's revealed she has a secret which Counselor Troy helps her to reveal. It's a beautiful episode, and I'm really looking forward to this one, and a great Mother's Day. Thanks, T. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching those shows as well. Oksana is interesting for me because I really love the shows in which she appears, but I also have empathy for Captain Picard and Deanna <laughs> a great deal. She, she kind of um, rubs me the wrong way, and yet I love being around her. Just glad I'm not on the Enterprise uh, when she's there. But I just wanted to add something about Mother's Day. Uh, Mother's Day can be wonderful for many, and lots of people celebrate it by taking mom out for breakfast and brunch and stuff, but it's also very painful for others, those who are mothers who've lost children, those who want to be mothers but are unable for whatever reason, 
and moms and kids who have difficult relationships with each other. And I hope we can examine all of it so everyone knows that they are not alone on that day. Star Trek Sundays is a space in which we examine our thoughts and our feelings without judgment. So no matter your situation with your mother or your kids, please feel free to join us next week. Let's move on to Journey's End. T, can you provide a summary of the episode to remind those who didn't get a chance to review it, what it was about? And then I'll put the question to you. You bet. Journey's End from The Next Generation, Season 7, Episode 20, first aired on the 28th of March, 1994. This is like three or four episodes before the end of the entire The Next Generation. It was sort of a bookend for a lot of the plot lines that involved Wesley Crusher. In this episode, Wesley Crusher returns to the Enterprise after a few years at Starfleet Academy. Much to everyone's surprise, he behaves disrespectfully and arrogantly, which we later learn is due to his feeling lost and not knowing if a career in Starfleet is right for him. I chose this episode because it ends with Wesley transcending everything that has been holding him back, starting with the people around him, Starfleet, morality, and space and time, as he becomes a traveler himself. Thanks, T. You know, once again, in, in this episode, we see that the companion stories seem to align with each other, or at least it seems like the companion stories also talk to transcendence. And perhaps that's because we go into Star Trek Sundays with this intentional watch. So here we saw the Puebloan settlers of Dorvan 5 refuse to leave after the Federation signs a treaty with the Cardassians to hand over the planet. And the Puebloans do the unexpected and request to live with the Cardassians and leave the Federation in order to stay on Dorvan 5. So I saw this as them transcending the limitations put on them by the Federation. And so I really like the way these stories kind of run parallel to each other. And so I'd be interested to talk about that with you all later after we answer the personal question. So we also see Wesley achieve a goal that he could only ever dream of achieving when he leaves Starfleet and joins the Traveler and transcends space and time. To me, transcendence is more about the climb and overcoming something rather than an end goal, because we always want to keep going and not think there's a hard stop to our growth type of thing. So let me ask you this. Do you have some ultimate ambition, which seems out of reach at the moment due to limitations imposed by yourself or others, but that you would like to achieve anyway, by transcending those limitations? Yes, big time. I've always wanted to write uh, general AI, a general AI capable of learning and growing in its capacity. And in some ways, that still seems like a lot of work. But I dream about a day in which all humans are freed from the erroneous task of trying and failing. It just sucks. And I want computers to help them succeed in their every goal. And as a species, we in turn transcend our petty differences and embrace a new era of accomplishment. Now, I realize it's a lofty goal and it's far off and it's a bit of a pipe dream in, in many ways. Mm. <laughs> that is a lofty goal. 
Hey, Ryan. So how about you? Do you have some ultimate ambition which seems out of reach at the moment due to limitations imposed on you by yourself or others, but that you'd like to achieve anyway by transcending those limitations? That's, a, that's an interesting question because I've been thinking about it. And, and the reality is, is that the things that I thought were out of reach, I've already achieved, right? Like I wanted to be the cinematographer of a feature film and I did it. And then I said, well, I want to shoot another feature film and I did it. And so then in terms of personal fulfillments, the goals that I set out for myself when I was a lot younger, I've achieved and it hasn't given me that sense of completion. Now, what, what has given me that sense of completion were the unexpected things like having my daughter. That gave me a much deeper sense of completion than these exterior goals that I set out for myself many years ago. Now, it doesn't mean that there aren't other things I want to do, right? Like, I'd like to make a few stop motion animation shorts that deep delve into my psychology and into my personality. But that, that itself seems significantly easier than curating a life. And so there's nothing that I haven't done already that I've wanted to do, like I've already done it. And the things that I want to do seem within reach, they just require time. And so as long as I have time, those goals are achievable. And in some ways I'm somewhat not antithetical to T, but I am someone who was very excited by technology. And then when the technology got here, I sort of went in the opposite direction, right? So like, Instead of focusing on CG animation, I've focused on stop motion animation, objects that are human objects, objects that are physical and, you know, photographing light that's, that's non-synthetic. And even though I do use things like ChatGPT for certain things, waking that system up is not my goal because I've, I already have something like that, right? I, I produced a person that person woke up and is is alive and is thriving and is growing exponentially the way that a happy child should so it, it's it, in some ways the only things that i have left to achieve are things on my list but they're not they're not out of reach they're not impossibilities they're just things i need time for and and without argument ryan you are a better more efficient programmer who achieved the goal that I'm still working to achieve with my code, right? Your offspring do everything that I want my code to do and does it better than my code can do it. So, you know, I, I recognize that you are correct, that there isn't a, a need here that we already do these things, that what I'm talking about is maybe perhaps a vanity, if you will. Well, and it, it, your needs are not my needs right? Like you and I are part of the human experiment and we fulfill different roles. And I see absolutely nothing wrong with what you're doing, right? Like I'm, I'm excited that you're doing it. It's necessary and inevitable because from the beginning, we started dreaming about these things, right? Like the first religions that we came up with, we also came up with the golem, right? And the first watches that we made, we made human synthesoids with them uh, mechanisms that appear human but are just gears and you fast forward into the future and we're going to keep doing that instead of breathing life into clay with magic and instead of having a, a repetitive automaton with gears 
we're going to imbued silicone with life and agency. And so I, I, I don't see anything wrong with that. Humanity is creating its own offspring and children that will eventually replace us. That is, in fact, inevitable. But for me, as an artist who was very much excited by Ray Kurzweil's The Singularity is Near, by Robo Sapien, by a whole slew of books on robotics in 2005, 2006, I was on that track as well. And then something changed. I had a kid and I realized, oh, I already did it. And so then my reaction to the Uncanny Valley was not to lean into it, but to go back to fabric and plastic and wood. And I use technology with those tools. I got myself a laser cutter and all of a sudden my scope of what I can do has opened up significantly, but I'm still using physical materials, right? And so, the, no, I, I, I love that you're doing what you're doing. Of course, it, it has to be done because there's no other way. That there's, there's a cosmic evolution at work and that next life form is what comes next. Yeah, that, that's great. It, it's really interesting because what you two are talking about, there's some differences, obviously, but through this whole prep for the, this episode, the show, and uh, through the conversation, I get more and more away from goals being the transcendence for me and the pathway being the transcendence. And by that, I mean, like, if I were to answer this question, I would have a very difficult time because the ambition that I've come to over the last couple of years, you know, the, and the pandemic really sort of helped me focus on this is more about transcending the limitations in my mind about me and who I am, the need to know who I am and all of that more so than goals of certain, you know, a bank account or a certain place to travel or like actual doing things with my body it has more to do with what's going on in my mind. And of course, you guys add to this so much. So I, I really appreciate it. Welcome to the stage, Corletta. I'm going to move to uh, Pratik and, and put this to you, Pratik. Do you have some ultimate ambition, which seems out of reach at the moment, due to limitations imposed on you by yourself or others, but that you would like to achieve anyway, by transcending those limitations? Sure. Uh, thanks, Victoria, for the question. Um, so this question has, it's a thought-provoking question for me because probably uh, until before I had this, uh, like I took part in this discussion, I did not have a specific goal, but then I tried to ask myself, if I were to have an ultimate goal, what would it be? And uh, of late, I am I'm developing a growing interest in problems of global scale and what needs to be done to solve them. Uh, so if I would ha need to articulate a problem of, uh, you know, like a ultimate goal, then it would be to contribute to uh, solving problems of global scale, uh, understanding them. And maybe the in immediate uh, short term goal would be to maybe uh, write my own series of articles or blog or, or maybe a book or just a list of steps uh, that that how I would approach approach to solve this problem if I had the resources. 
uh, I, I'm a firm believer that majority of the problems that we are facing today, they, uh, we can say that none of the problems, uh, almost uh, at some level or the other, the problems uh, have been faced by somewhere on earth or at some point in time in the history of uh, earth or history of the world uh, before. But it's a very dynamic kind of um, um, landscape. And um, even though we might have a lot of history or data or knowledge of multiple disciplines, it is our own limitations of being able to collaborate with other people, uh, other humans that hold us back. I mean, I'm talking at a global scale. So uh, being able to understand what needs to be done uh, to overcome these barriers or limitations and collaborate better with uh, people from like with, with anybody else to, to be able to solve them and make a positive difference. I think I would like to contribute to this. And currently the only thing uh, that is holding me back is maybe, yeah, I mean, having enough time or uh, being able to devote enough time or resources uh, apart from uh, my job, I mean, uh, which I do to uh, earn a living. But I'm quite hopeful that, uh, like, with uh, if I do have good health, and then maybe in the next ten years or so, I, I would be in a better state to uh, make a you know like make a positive contribution. Yeah, uh, back to you, Victoria. Thank you, Pratik. That that's great. Uh, we hear that a lot. The need to work, right? Like you said, you would concentrate on this, but you need to earn a living. And I think some of this technology that T's working on and some of the progression in governments and stuff that might be able to help people have to work less time at a job that pays them in order to live maybe with some sort of basic income or something like that so that people didn't have to work 40 or 60 hours a week and then just recover in order to work 40 or 60 hours another week so that people could work maybe 20 or 30 hours a week to earn a living and then be able to uh, spend time trying to achieve some of these goals or at least transcending some of the problems. So I, I really appreciate your view on that. Thank you. Jamesy, how about you? Do you have some ultimate ambition, which seems out of reach at the moment due to limitations imposed on you by yourself or others, but that you would like to achieve anyway by transcending those limitations? I think I've kind of identified where this question speaks to me the most. I've kind of regarded being frugal uh, or at least thrifty to be like almost an immutable characteristic for me. It's just part of who I am. And I think part of that is, is my upbringing, but part of it is, is, you know, just hardship or, or whatever. My, uh, my doctor recently prescribed more exercise. I know it's very, very depressing. Um, and I found myself like, like, what would I like actually like to do? And, um, I'm getting ready to make a pretty big purchase that is something that brings a, a lot of satisfaction to my life. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to that kind of becoming something that defines me more than my thriftiness. But, uh, like in the, in the kind of zoomed out perspective, I think the, the biggest thing is just like, I, I want to be able to look back on my life and feel like it was a life worth living that I contributed more than I took. Um, that my, my carbon imprint on the world was, uh, had some justification. Wow. Deep. Yeah. 
yeah, I think that kind of reflection can happen throughout our life, right? Like when you said that just now, I was like, oh God, <laughs> have, have have I contributed more than I've taken? Oh, that's something to think about. Um, that's wild. And I, I do appreciate frugalness and thriftiness. Did you want to share with us what your purchase is going to be? <laughs> Sure. Uh, you, you, you know, I'm an avid water sport guy. I go out free diving mm -hmm. whenever the water is good enough. And I try to go paddle boarding every Saturday. Yeah, I'm going to invest in a, in a real nice windsurfing board that I can set up with a sculling rig and always have an excuse to go on the water. It would, there would have to be a storm for me to not be, have an excuse to go to the water, go to the water. And I think I'm going to be able to do that pretty much every day. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Hope to hear more about your adventures on the water. Corletta, thanks for coming up. Uh, really interested to hear what you have to say in response to the question. So uh, do you have some ultimate ambition, which seems out of reach at the moment due to limitations imposed on you by yourself or others, but that you would like to achieve anyway by transcending those limitations? To be honest, um, I don't ever even have that thought of anything of transcendence. I find that a very intriguing question because uh, something that would be considered beyond the normal and physical level, I, I don't think I have ever thought past what I can physically do as a human being. Um, sometimes I'm a little upset with myself when I do not do things that I am capable of doing because I'm either lazy or procrastinate or just just lose interest in doing it and then like later on I'm like then I end up doing it and I'm like you see you could have fucking done that two years ago why didn't you do it then it's like well and be thankful you did it now right so um no not 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 really um I'm actually pretty damn happy yeah I guess I could be happier but I guess um, I'm willing to um, hopefully catch that proverbial wave that will maybe bring me to that next level, I guess. I don't know. I, I'm just riding life, man. I'm loving it. So, yeah. Well, that's really interesting. I, I can say that I'm not, I'm not really surprised by your answer. Uh, you know, I know you a little bit. So with the, the beyond your capabilities, but I also know, I mean, you were a competitive cyclist, right? Professionally, what, weren't you a professional cyclist? Yeah, I was an amateur at a, at a high level, like category one, that's as high as you can go. Oh, amateur. Okay. So I raced with the pros. I wasn't quote unquote paid. However, um, everything related to cycling was provided for me. Like I didn't have to spend anything. Like if I had a race to get to, that was all taken care of. Even eating. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, so quote unquote, I guess you consider that somewhat semi-pro. Yeah, but it's it's just interesting because that is transcending some limitations, physical limitations, right? Like you're, you're I guess, you know, it's still in the physical world. We're not talking about, you know, Wesley Crusher in space and time, but it is actually achieving something that goes beyond the average human being. Yeah, like I get that. Capabilities, right, right? right. So it's interesting. I know that you go with the flow a little bit, right? I just wonder how much you maybe subconsciously direct that flow. <laughs> but it's it's a good way of living for sure. Yeah, I, I guess I do direct it quite a bit because even though I go with the flow, I'm also the salmon that constantly swims upstream, right? So I, I do a lot of things that are against the the rules and regulations of society a little bit of 
not that I'm doing things that harm people. I just don't adhere to all the rules and regulations, right? Right. And that's something Jamesy brought up in the last question. He said something about being a nonconformist. And I think that's transcending the expectations of society, right? Yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah, I guess I can agree with that for sure. I love all the shares and I, I love the goals. I'm struggling to think of one for myself because what, what I keep thinking, you know, in the last week is I want to transcend anxiety. I want to transcend worry um, because I think once I do that and when I do on occasion live free of, of those feelings and maybe transcending expectations of society a bit more than I do at that point, I, I feel like totally empowered to do all of the other like physical goals that might come. Do we have any more thoughts on anything on the topic today? Well, I do want to add that um, these particular uh, episodes are, are, you know, near and dear to my heart. Wesley gets a lot of hate. I get it. He can be annoying at times, but I think that for, for some of us, at least, Wesley was a you know, was very much a, a representation of, whereas a child, you know, I was watching this at the age of, I think it was, I was probably seven or even younger than that, right? And so to see him, you know, not be a, 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 allowed on the bridge, to see him be treated as a child, he was very much a, um, a stand-in. And then seven years later, you know, as I'm sort of like, you know, uh, rapidly barreling down on my teenage years to see him uh, push into and beyond the stars, I think that was a very inspirational story. And it's something that stayed with me, despite the hate that um, that Wesley would, would sort of later come to receive. So with that in mind, I really appreciated the the, the episodes, the lessons, the goodness the crew i mean you guys were amazing absolutely hit the nail on the head as you always do but really a great discussion of just you know uh, an interesting philosophical topic for me um and i think that this was this was absolutely incredibly enjoyable my uh my church that uh you know my atheist church as it were that's just uh, all star trek and i love it yeah, thanks to uh, Sundays. Uh, well, I'll just go, it's a small stage, so let's just go through. Uh, Ryan, any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that the, the desire to transcend is always there, and we've been trying to do that with very different tools and devices throughout time. Um, we came up with religion as a way to try and transcend our mentality at that time. Some of us grew up out of it, and we we elected to go with something else like Star Trek. Uh, the desire to transcend is always there. Um, how, how we get there is, I think, the big question, right? And is it even possible to truly transcend when we're fixed in the river of time? Um, I'm Ryan and I'm never complete. <laughs> That's right. Well, thank you for that, Ryan. Uh, Pratik, the newbie. Thanks for coming. Did you have any final thoughts on the uh, topic? Oh, I think it was a fascinating discussion and I got to learn a lot. Uh, I'm just glad that uh, I, I, like, uh, I, I, like I decided to be a part of this discussion and I'm really glad. I, I would, I'm looking forward to 
uh, more discussions uh, of this kind. Thank you. Excellent. Well, thank you for participating. We've enjoyed having you. Jamesy. You know, while we were talking about sea monsters, I was thinking of Jordy telling Scotty about the star child and souring the milk. And I found myself wondering, in a world with tricorders and scanners, where everything is videotaped, that also has, you know, Borg and Q and living space creatures, like just how fantastic would a story have to be for skepticism to to say like, no, that didn't happen. Like in the Star Trek universe, how bizarre would a claim have to be for people to dismiss it? Yeah, that, well, that's a topic. That's another pin that I will uh, place in the board because that, that would be a great topic to discuss. Yeah, thanks for that. This is Star Trek Sundays on Clubhouse. Our regular show is Sunday at 10 a.m. PST. To be notified of future shows, please join the, the house on Clubhouse and our mailing list at StarTrekSundays.com. Today, we were discussing Transcendence. Thank you to everyone who has participated in the show and to our listening supporters. Please join us next week for our Mother's Day special, and we hope you have a great week. Thank you, everyone. Live long and prosper.